Welcome to the Startup Funding Podcast. In this series of podcasts, we discuss what and how startup and startup founders can do to raise funds more effectively. We have Mr. Ong Kai Kiet who has been sharing us some very valuable lessons and his background. He has been on both sides of the fence. He has been an entrepreneur and he has also been a professional investor at a venture capital firm. Hello, Mr. Ong. Hello. How are we feeling today? Good, good. At the end, till end of our podcast today. Yes, and yes. we have our listeners to thank for this. They have said that this has been invaluable to them. Uh, today, we are going to take a slightly different approach to our podcast. We are going to answer one of our listeners' questions. Yes, Stefan. One of our listeners, by the name of Tony, Tony asks, how do I value, the question is about valuation, how do I value my startup and uh, propose it to the, the venture capitalists? And maybe alongside that, how much of the company should I give away or give to the investor? Yes, that is one of the key questions that always come up, right? So as a founder, you don't want to shortchange yourself, right? You don't want to ask for a valuation that is too low, right? It means to say that you are getting too little or you are getting too much. And you can't execute upon your plan and this give you problems down the road for your future investors and your team. And you also don't want to be in a situation where you ask for too much funding or too much valuation, right? Because you need to fulfill that higher KPI when you ask for a much higher valuation. And you must remember, you're not just raising money for this round, for this set of milestones that you have to meet for this stage. You're also raising, you could remember that you have to raise rounds money in the future rounds, right? And they will have a lot more you need to build up on whatever you have you know agree on this today when you ask for the valuation and in any situation there is any vertical that you are trying to go in whether it's fintech or medtech or arctech right there is always likely to be somebody that is ahead of you and then you can always at each stage right each milestone basically at each stage there is a certain range of valuation that there is out there when you say ahead of you, what do you mean? There's somebody who has gone ahead and done, done it with you. Whether ah. it's fintech, you might have, you must, you might have some, but you have something different, right? Say fintech, it does, but you're not going to be the first series A fintech that is to be around in this area, mm-hmm. right? So there's going always to be a valuation. Say if a fintech series A is a value at 10 to 20 million sing dollars, right? For mm-hmm. example, what you do. Then if you ask for a valuation that is, around 10 to 20 million is likely that you get that money. And in terms of, let's say if you are at Series A and you have not raised funds for seed round and it's the first time you are raising, right? And then it's the rule of time you can give between 10 to 20% of your company away. You know, you can, after it's fully diluted, you know, you still own 80%. That's totally fine. So let's say if you, at 10 million, you are giving away 10%. So you're asking for $1 million, which is a reasonable amount, right? And if you ask for $1 million, you give away 10%, it's likely that you will get the, that amount. But let's say if you are asking for something more than that, right? then the 
VC founders, whoever that comes in, especially your lead investor who anchor the round, you have to ask yourself whether this is something that makes sense. What is so special about your fintech solution that will change the way that the world works, right? And if you realize that maybe after 20%, you know, you are getting 2 million, you can't really execute upon your plan. Then you realize, you ask yourself, what is it that I need to adjust in terms of costing or can I get more revenue? You need a very strong CFO, right? Are you spending money unnecessarily? So that's really, a, it's not an exact science. You know, if you say I need something maybe maybe twenty percent more, mm. you can still get away with it. But if you're something that you're asking for something two times, three times more, then you are not likely to, to get away with it. So if we are able to find out uh, similar companies who went ahead with us and we sort of understand uh, mm. what is the I guess the valuation. Um, the valuation, right? right? Yeah. Mark in the what market has already invested into or yeah. other VCs have looked upon and then we come up with a valuation yes as um, a rough gauge as right. a rough gauge yes there's also it's not cast in stone that's like the more slow and steady way to actually go about it of course yeah. if you say that you have something very very good right you would get like 100 times revenue in the next 5 years mm. and you can propose that to the least the first VC that you read that you meet and then there's credible VC, right? And they can agree with your valuation. So maybe they say instead of 10 million, you're asking for 50 million. And then they agree with your valuation because they believe that this will be, series B will be worth 100 million or 200 million. They agree with that because of whatever you present to them. And they can write a check. They can write this and term sheet a check. Other people, one or two other VCs come in and agree, right? Then it's like, okay, you can get that. But that is a very difficult proposition to push across. Yes, unless you're changing the way certain industry work in a drastic manner. Because which is every good startup should do, make it everything cheaper, better, and faster, right? But you must be able to really articulate that, and not just articulate. You must be able to show proof that this has already happened, right? And then you need that extra cash to make it happen. So it's just a matter of how you actually. Go about doing it. So there's always the safer way. You go behind what everybody has done, and you'll get the funding. Or you can really go the extreme way and just be the real game changer, which is very difficult. Not say that it's not possible. It's possible, but you have generally speaking, you have a much much tougher role to play here. Mm. In one of the earlier episodes, you mentioned that one VC might want to be the the bigger the lead investor, lead investor, yes, lead yeah. investor, and you have they will tell you please find two other people, to uh, two other VCs or investors to yes. come in. Yes. Yeah. If you do get that, does that mean that, or will you recommend that you use the first VC as you can leverage that position to get two more? Yes, that's normally how. Once you have a lead investor, especially if they are reputable ones. It's easy to get follow-up investors and they will anchor your valuation. If they say that you are worth 20 million, you're worth 20 million. Mm. And unlikely that the, the next VC that comes here will want to challenge that valuation. Especially if they are a good VC to begin with. Right? Mm. So they have done their due diligence. But of course, they, if, if you can't find somebody, then of course they, they come back to the negotiation table with the lead VC, they want to get feedback from other VCs why they do not want to visit the valuation is a product 
then you can make changes but that is something that is not so often it will happen yeah mm. I, I think also one of the fears of startup founders would be the VC not agreeing with our proposed valuation and does do VCs I think it's a similar question that I asked earlier in one of the earlier episodes as well do the VCs actually recommend the valuation if they don't agree with it so that they can accept a uh, accept their yes. investment this is a negotiation process you can mm. talk to your lead investors and say that I want X amount the investor might say oh I think maybe that you should be worth half of that mm. and that's a crushing that's sometimes crushing yes. because the startup is our baby and yes. to hear that is yes. <laughs> kind of like it's not a no, but like you know, yes, I want it yes. to be valued at half of the, the amount. Yeah, yes. do the VCs do that? Yes, they do, they do change, they do have a, a express an opinion. And of course, on your side, you can if you have a really good startup, you can always sway your options. There might mm. not be just one VC that's offering you a term sheet, or you know, you can see which are the ones that you want to work with, right? In valuation is just one part, then of course, the reputation of the VC, the Connections they bring with it. How easy is to book with them? We need to book with them for a long time. It's not going to be just one or two months. It's going to be with them for two, three years, at least one cycle, one funding cycle with them. So, and even then, they might still stay on, especially mm. if you're a good one. So, you have to weigh everything and really ask yourself does it make sense that can I execute upon my plans if they drastically reduce your? Valuation, are you willing to put up more shares? Mm. Are you willing to cut your expenses plans, you know, and, and make it happen within a smaller sum of money that you're raising? Mm. That you're getting in cash, right? So all these things are something you need to weigh. All options to, to consider. Yes, of course, valuation is one of the things that is important. Mm. So it's, it's good to come in with a reasonable valuation. Mm. It's one only one of the standards of the criteria that will come in for a VC. But then again, what is reasonable will, will shift, you know, according to market trends. So it's really a subjective matter. Mm. So in closing thoughts, any additional things that you will add into the valuation or the thought process of valuations before we close out today? So valuation is it's a very, it's not an exact science. You can always go on to find professional valuers, you know, to actually value your company. Right, whether based on your contract, based on your patent, based on whatever that is, what the outlook is. But I think the real point where the real valuation point comes in when somebody is willing to part with their money, right? And, and that's really the your real valuation at that point. Of course, it can change after that, but your real valuation comes in there. Yeah. And of course, when you go IPO, it's a different story, but at the early stage, that's exactly your valuation. Mm -hmm. So if that's why at one of the first episode we mentioned that earlier episode mentioned that it's a bad idea to get small small like ten thousand investors ten investors that put in ten thousand twenty thousand dollars for very small stake you want serious investors that put in six figures hundred thousand two hundred thousand at the beginning right then then they really consider what you have to offer and that really set a stage for your early stage round because as the stage gets bigger you want your VCs to come with ever bigger amount of money maybe a series B you don't want the VC to write a hundred thousand dollars check you want a VC to write a five thousand check at the minimum 
right? And that's of course a different different ball game altogether. And then of course they are the one that will anchor your valuation, right? A lead investor will anchor the valuation. It has to be supported by one or two other VCs, professional investors. Then okay, then that's your valuation. Then it's gonna be on databases all around the world and say this company is worth this amount of money. And you better be able to live up to that valuation because if you don't live up, you don't meet the criteria, you go to the next stage and you want insist on raising valuation, uh, raising funds, then you added a down round. It means to say that your company is worth lesser now and that's a big problem, right? Current investors will hate you for that and then it's, you're bad for your company's reputation. Or you will do a bridge round and say, I have not reached that. I don't want to reduce my valuation, but I'll need that amount of money because for every reason, I don't have enough money. And then you do a bridge round. Mm. It's okay to do a first bridge round, but a second bridge round will be very painful because like people give you one chance, it's unlikely that they will give you a second chance and your lead investors need to agree, right? It's very hard to do a bridge round without your lead investors saying yes and putting in the money. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one thing that I totally take away from the entire 11th episode conversation with you is there's so much more to know. <laughs> there's so much more to learn, so many more questions to ask. We are going to do one more episode. And to you, the people who are listening, I think the greatest value, uh, first of all, I'd like to appreciate Tony for that question. Uh, I think many of you have this question in your mind, but as you are getting value from listening to this podcast, there is definitely more questions you want to ask. Episode 12 is going to be a special episode. We will open up our doors for you to participate by asking your questions. Please look at the description of this podcast or be, uh, somewhere below to find out how you can ask your question to Mr. Ong, Mr. Ong Kaikiet. Mr. Ong, thank you for sharing with us these past 11 episodes. You start prepare yourself, you're going to have a flood of questions and uh, if you have a question, do participate. The only failure is the failure to participate. Go and ask the question, contact us, send in your questions and then be ready to listen to the 12th episode. I think I'm the most excited about this, the 12th one, because we will get the real questions coming in from startups and startup founders who really want to learn. VC, how they would they be willing to give us money and how can we value and uh, all those good questions will be it will be a really exciting episode. So thank you again for listening. If you have any questions, please send us. Uh, listen again to the previous episodes and then uh, send us an email, contact us and ask us the question. Thank you listeners. I'll hear you again in the next podcast.